Welcome to Zazlo Show 2.0, presented from day one by Anna Jar and Levine Accident Attorneys. You're dealing with any kind of accident, any personal injury, slip and fall, motorcycle, car accident, bike. Anna Jar and Levine Accident Attorneys, 800 747 free. That's 800 747 3733. Title sponsors from day number one. No, before day number one of Zaslow Show 2.0. My guys, Mark Anajar, Glenn Levine, Ellie Anajar, they believe in me. If you're listening to the show right now and you're dealing with any kind of personal injury, I'm sending you to my friends, Anajar and Levine, accident attorneys. You don't have to deal with the insurance companies. You don't have to deal with the medical bills. You need to focus on getting right. That's where they come in. They handle all the stuff that you don't want to be bothered with. You need to make sure you're getting healthy, and they're going to make sure you're getting the money that you deserve. Anna Jar and Levine, Accident Attorneys, 800-747-FREE. That's 800-747-3733. Proud title sponsors of Zaslow Show 2.0. If you're a homeowner, you need to make sure you have the proper coverage. And that's why I'm sending you to Brunt Insurance and Financial Services. The Zaslow family uses Brunt Insurance and Financial Services because we know that if there's, God forbid, an issue with our home, we need to know that we're covered properly. From Pensacola to the Keys and beyond, Brunt Insurance and Financial Services delivers comprehensive insurance and financial solutions tailored to your needs. Since 2013, Brunt Insurance specializes in home and auto insurance. Bruntinsurance.com. You could also check them out on social media at Brunt Insurance. Look, the market's confusing. Let Brunt Insurance sort it all out for you with their fully licensed staff and they know the area. The Zaslow family uses Brunt Insurance to make sure that they're covered, and that's why I'm sending you to them as well. Bruntinsurance.com, 954-589-2204. Welcome aboard. This is Zaslow Show 2.0. Welcome, Zaslow Show 2.0. It is a Friday, the 20th of October. Good to have you all aboard, part of the Believe Podcast Network, and presented as always by Anna Jar and Levine, Accident Attorneys, 1 800 747 3, 1 800 747 3733. You've been involved in an accident, take back control of your life. Doesn't matter what kind of an accident it is, if you're dealing with a personal injury from. Car accident, trucking accident, motorcycle, bicycle, rideshare accident, slip and fall, wrongful death, hurricane claims, Anna John Levine accident attorneys, 800-747-FREE, 800-747-3733, week seven of the NFL started last night, we are in full sling with the league championship series, major league baseball playoffs, it's a Texas showdown in the postseason, and Bet Online is your number one source for all your baseball wagering info. Up to the minute, stats, news, scores, matchup breakdowns. Get the latest game odds, spreads, and totals for all your NFL and college football action as well. 
That's at your fingertips with Bet Online's real time updates on stats, news, and odds. They have everything you need to stay up to speed on each of the league championship series all the way through the World Series. Head to the Bet Online website today or use your mobile device to get in on the action. Don't forget, use promo code BELIEVE, B L E A V, to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet Online, where the game starts. We did it, everybody. We got to Friday. That's right. We are here. I'm looking for. I'm. I'm. I am very ready for this weekend. We all know the main event is Sunday night: Dolphins and Eagles. But I am very much looking forward to this weekend. We're doing the show here, and then this afternoon. Today is my younger son Jordan. It's his 12th birthday, so we're happy. We're going to celebrate with him. We say to him, and and let me just. Let me, let me give you a little bit of a background what happens here. We go to a restaurant, and he manages to always ask for the most expensive thing on the menu. I mean, we went somewhere a couple weeks ago. I forget where, like a nice place. He opens up the menu. He wants the Wagyu steak. The Wagyu steak? You're 12 years old. The steak's like $150, Wagyu steak. So we ask him, hey, where do you want to go for your birthday? Joe Stone Crab. Now, everybody knows Joe Stone Crab. That's my favorite restaurant. <coughs> so, haven't been to Joe's in probably a year. Stone Crab season just opened up like a week or two ago, just started recently. So, yes, we will do that. We will go to Joe Stone Crab. So, got my man Eddie on the phone, the captain over there. Looking forward to seeing him. Looking forward to getting to Joe's today. We're going down there tonight. We're having dinner for my son Jordan at Joe's Stone Crab. That is my favorite. I'm very much looking forward to that. And then on Sunflook, huge weekend. Canes tomorrow night. I'll tell you if it's a big game or not a big game. No spoilers. We're going to talk Dolphin football. NBC, Chicago's Ruthie Polinski. Our pal Ruthie will join us coming up. Haven't talked to her in a long time. We were supposed to have her on the show last week. Had technical difficulties. Couldn't do that. But formerly NBC6 here in Miami, she has moved on to Chicago. She's killing it there, doing a lot of football there with the Bears. So we'll get Ruthie on. We'll talk NFL with her. We'll catch up with her. You're not going to want to miss that. I'm looking forward to chatting her up. The main event, like I said, is Sunday night. Dolphins, Eagles. I'm back on ESPN Radio this weekend. I'm actually doing... By the way, like last week I did... I, I filled in on Amber and Ian. I was working with my girl Amber Wilson... This girl, she gets paid not to work. There is not, like, Zazzle, when are you going to be on with Amber again? Well, I wasn't on with her this week because she she needs a co-host most Fridays because Ian Fitzsimmons is college football. Nope, not doing the show with her tonight because she doesn't work this week. Every night this week, there's baseball. She gets paid. She doesn't work. You know what? She, Her and the NBA player, they got a lot in common now. The NBA player loves not working. They want to get paid. They don't want to work. lot in common right now between Amber Wilson and the NBA player. Except she's not out there complaining. But nonetheless, you understand what I'm saying. So, hopefully I'll be with her again maybe next week. I don't know, sometime soon. But for the next three Sundays, starting this Sunday, 1 to 4 p.m., I'm hosting ESPN Radio NFL Game Day. So I'm really looking forward to that. My co-host this Sunday, Herm Edwards. So your boy and Herm Edwards, I'm going to keep it real. Everybody knows that. And I hosted like a lighter version of this when I did ESPN Radio Primetime a couple weeks ago 
which is during the 4 o'clock games, and I hosted that with Brandon Jacobs, this is like red zone on the radio, where we're just updating all the scores, highlights, getting reporters from all the venues. So 1 to 4 p.m. this Sunday, I'm really looking forward to that. That's going to be cool, so make sure you tune into that. ESPN Radio on SiriusXM Channel 80, ESPN West Palm 106.3 FM, and also on the ESPN app. So ESPN Radio Game Day, I will be hosting alongside Herm Edwards this Sunday afternoon from 1 to 4 p.m. All right, let's get after it here. So I did not go to the Panther game last night. I I had stuff to do. My son had soccer training. I am going part of my son's birthday weekend. We're going to the Panthers tomorrow night. So Panthers and Canucks tomorrow night. My wife, me, my son Jordan for his birthday. The three of us, we're going tomorrow night. I am very much looking forward to that. And by the way, you know what we're doing? And this will be my first time ever doing this. I've only sat in the upper deck in that arena. Not just at a Panther game, in that arena. I've sat in the upper deck one time. And it was for the Stanley Cup Finals last year. Game four, when my man Colin, founder and CEO of Sheets and Giggles, he took us to the game. Him and his father, me and my son Jordan, we sat in the upper deck there. We're like, I don't know, like 15 rows up. And I I never sat in the upper deck. And if I could tell you, that was a very enjoyable experience. Hockey in the upper deck. Now look, I used to be on the Panthers radio network for two years. The 2009 and the 2010 season, so... I know what it's like to be watching the game all the way up top in the press box. That's where the broadcast boots are, where Goldie and Moeller are, where Doug Plagans and Billy Lindsay are. So I know what it's like, but as a fan, I've never sat in the upper deck. And it was a perfectly fine experience. So I bought tickets where we're like on the corner, first row. That's where we're sitting tomorrow night. So on the corner, first row, I'm really looking forward to tomorrow night. And, and so that's going to that's be great fun. But the point I want to make is, I'm watching the game last night, and right from the get-go, and really through the entire night, an amazing atmosphere, tremendous atmosphere to the Panther game last night. It gave me goosebumps watching back some of the clips. And like I told you going into the game, it's going to be sold out last night, and I think most of the games, I don't know that most of the games are going to be sold out, But most of the home games this year are going to be major, major crowds. I've waited so long for this. Where this team can have some kind of sustained success. They've made the playoffs three straight years in a row. Technically four, but really three straight years. Where they have an amazing first round series against Tampa. Then they win the President's Trophy. Then they win the Eastern Conference Championship. So now, you finally have sustained success. They come off like a viable, reliable franchise, and that's the type of crowd you get now. Most games this year are going to be great crowds like that. And the playoff atmosphere at Panther Games the last few years has been unbelievable. It was outrageous last year, and last night was that type of atmosphere. I've waited so long for this, for this team to have this type of atmosphere and to have this kind of experience when you go to Panther games. I'm so happy where this team is right now. By the way, 
They won last night. We'll get to that in a second. They went 3-1. Great game against Toronto. Played very well. The offense in the first period, the defense in the third period. Bobrovsky standing on his head. Tremendous atmosphere. Last night felt like a real hockey crowd. Yep. You've had past years where you have, you know, sold out or close to sold out on opening night. Last night may have been the best opening night crowd at a Panther game I've ever seen. That was a hockey crowd. Like, this started with the Heat back in 2005. Shaq got here, 2006 they win, and now you got a fan base forever. This Panther team, this is their golden era, believe it or not, in year number 30. This is the first time they've ever had this type of success. And they haven't even won, actually. But this is the first time they've ever had any kind of sustained success and viability. And that was exemplified in that crowd last night. That was a hockey crowd last night at Amaranth Bank Arena. So the Panthers win last night. Really, really tremendous atmosphere. I'm very much looking forward to going tomorrow night. So Panthers win. Let's do a little bit of recap. Panthers win 3-1 last night. First up, though, you you knew this was going to be a a tremendous night, a tremendous crowd when about a minute and a half into the game, the crowd, they're not going to let the Maple Leafs, they're not going to let specifically the Maple Leaf fans who are watching on TV forget about chanting, we want Florida, which then the Panthers, they won game seven against Boston. You got Florida. And then the Panthers won in five games. How about the Panther crowd just about a minute, 90 seconds into the game chanting, we want Florida. Remember him well from that first round playoff series last year. And Bertuzzi's got a skate blade problem, so he's sliding to the bench. Now the crowd has given it to the Leafs a bit, yelling, you got Florida. If you recall last year, there were some Leafs fans saying we want Florida. They got him, sort of. On the ice, his first home game, second NHL. Yep, so you heard Goldie there. They were chanting, we want Florida. They're taunting the Maple Leaf fan who's watching on CBC or whatever network it is they're watching. TSN up there over uh, north of the border. You knew it was going to be a great crowd at that point. That's a hockey crowd. When you're you're chanting, we want Florida right at the get-go, the atmosphere, tremendous. Well, early in the game, new fourth-line center, Kevin Stenland, he got in on the action. Lawrence joins the battle. Puck comes up the boards to Stenland. He moves, he fires, he scores! First is a Panther! Stenland makes it 1 0. If you put the traffic in front of the net, sooner or later, one of those is going to squeeze through. That makes it 1 0 Panthers, and then with time running out, this guy is becoming one of my early new favorites on the team. Oliver Ekman Larson, he gets, I think it was his, I think it's his second goal on the season. Maybe it was his first goal, but he put the Panthers up 2-0 late. It's in its own zone. Final seconds. Barkov looking to give someone a chance. Ekman Larson shoots, he scores! O-E-L! 2-0 Panthers! With just seconds left in the period. Play late in this first period. Time was running out. Oh, my toes are tingling. 
and then, so the Panthers are up 2-0. It's 2-1 after two periods. And then, you, Bobrovsky standing on his head in the third period. He was fantastic. That's my dog. I mean, like, I told you. Bobrovsky's going to have off nights like he did when they lost 6-4. What was it? Uh, was it at Winnipeg the other night? They're going to have off. He's going to have off nights. But the postseason performance he had last year, he did exactly what they brought him here for. He is good in my book. Like, I... I am. I have reconciled my feelings about Bobrovsky. That's that's my goalie. He's in between the pipes. That's my goalie. I am good with him. He was fantastic. But the defense as a whole. Listen to this. This is the final about 35 seconds or so. It's a six on four because Toronto's pulled the goalie and Barkov took a penalty with a little more than a minute left. So it's six on four. The Panthers are scrambling, but they held tight. They were super tough. And Steve Goldstein, he's on fire on the final call. 35 seconds. Riley sends it in front. That's blocked by Forsling. Forsling and Mikola with huge blocks. Here's Nylander into the slot. He shoots out in front. They couldn't get a shot away. Nylander again with 20. Tavares out in front of the net. It's Matthews centering for Klingberg. Another block. That was Stedling. What an effort by the Panthers. They get a quick change. Five to go. Marner knocked away. And the Florida Panthers blocking shots. Grind it out. And the empty netter for Reinhardt. And the Rats fly in the home opener. A wild finish to a great home opener. The goal did count. They did end up adding the goal. So Reinhardt got the empty net goal. Fourth goal of the season already for Reinhardt. Panthers win 3-1. A furious finish. Like I said, Goldie was on fire on that final call. That was a tremendous atmosphere. That was a hockey crowd. And the team, that they're 2-2. Two and, two, and all four of these teams they played to start the season were all playoff teams last year. And remember, the Panthers are dealing with injury. They're without Ekblad and, and Brandon Montour to start this season. So they're going to be out until probably December. Sam Bennett is day-to-day. He could return at any point. That's huge. You're getting the new guys who are contributing. Stenlin, Ekman Larson, uh, uh, Blasinski, Blasinskis, I think that's his name, the defenseman. You're getting these guys who are contributing. Rodriguez has a pair of goals. Barkov and Kachuk haven't even scored yet. They each have four points, so they're helping. But they haven't even scored yet, so those goals are coming. I really like the start the Panthers have had. They're 2-2, two and two, and that first game, they really should have won. Uh, they, they they outplayed, who was it that first night? Uh, Minnesota. And just the other goalie, Gustafson, he, he was too good. And the Panthers lost that night 2 nothing. But anyway, unbelievable atmosphere last night. I'm so excited for this Panthers season. If you're not paying attention yet, like, I'm never going to convince you if you're not paying attention yet based on the Stanley Cup run they had last year. But I do know of peop- friends, you know, uh, listeners to Zaslo Show 2.0, who I- I've been telling you for years about the Panthers, and then you started watching last year in the Stanley Cup playoffs, like, Zaslo, this is amazing. I love hearing that. Y- you got to be hooked now. So it's 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 really a great spot that the team is in right now, and and I hope that, I hope that you guys are as excited about the start of their season as I am. Really, really great atmosphere last night. I'm really looking forward to to go in tomorrow night. So, anyway, so speaking of which, I told you, 
the the first and only time before yesterday, before tomorrow, that I've ever sat in the upper deck at what is now called Amaranth Bank Arena was with my man Colin, founder and CEO of Sheets and Giggles. And I've been telling you about Sheets and Giggles for a long time now, one of my favorite sponsors, where the Zazlos, we get the best sleep now. We get the softest, coolest, most breathable sheets known to man. That's right. And if you go to SheetsGiggles.com right now, not only are you going to get the best sleep of your life with their irresistibly soft eucalyptus sheets, their sheets are not only soft but breathable. You're going to sleep cool and comfortable all night long. But if you use promo code ZASLO, you're going to get 20% off your first purchase at checkout. Use promo code ZASLO at checkout. SheetsGiggles.com, 20% off your first purchase at SheetsGiggles.com. And right now, it's the annual fall sale. So they got deals all across the website anyway. SheetsGiggles.com. You're never going to have to shop anywhere else for your sheets. You're going to become one of over 100,000 Americans who are sleeping on Sheets and Giggles. And just like the Zazlos, you're never turning back. Sheets and Giggles. Go to SheetsGiggles.com. Promo code Zazlo. 20% off your first order. SheetsGiggles.com. All right, so before before we get to big game or not a big game, you, look, there's a lot going on this weekend. You guys know I'm going to let you know what the games are you got to pay attention to. And we're going to get Ruthie on the show coming up in a few minutes, and we'll talk some Dolphins with her. But major storylines for the Dolphin game. First of all, last night, Thursday Night Football, Jaguars beat the Saints 31-24. Good enough road win for the Jaguars. ETN had a couple touchdowns. Trevor Lawrence, Tr- Christian Kirk, that put them ahead. The Saints drove down. Saints stink. Derek Carr, he stinks. Saints drove down the field. The big play was third down, where third and goal. Uh, Moreau, the tight end, right? Wide open in the back of the end zone. Drops the ball off his fingertips. Terrible job. Had to be consoled on the bench after the game, after they failed on fourth down. 31-24. Jaguar, Jaguars win. Jaguars are 4-2. and two. And the Saints drop to 3-4. and four, Right? Jaguars are 4-2. and two. They've had a bye, I think, right? Jaguars just coming back from spending two weeks out there in London. Let me just check the Jaguars record here. Make sure that they're 4-2 and two and not 5-2. and two. Hang on a second. No, they're 5-2. and two. Jaguar, glad I checked. Jaguars are five and two. Saints dropped to three and four. So that got week seven kick started last night. The Dolphins, though, you guys know how I feel about the game this Sunday night, okay? Can you beat a good team? And if you look at, look, you got the the, the Tua Jalen Hurts storyline. Alabama, that whole deal. There, there are a bunch of stories with this game. But for me, the biggest story is you could look at it and say, all right. Which one of these quarterbacks need the game more? Jalen Hurts or Tua Tonga-Vailoa? You can look at Jalen Hurts like yesterday we had John Kincaid on the show from Philadelphia's 97.5 The Fanatic. He's on every morning there, 6 to 10 a.m. Jalen Hurts has not been great this year, and especially coming off of last week and a real dud of a performance at the Jets, this is a very big bounce-back opportunity for Jalen Hurts. But then you look at Tua. This is a bigger game for Tua because the Dolphins have not proven yet this year that they can beat anyone good. You got to beat whoever's on your schedule. That's all you can do. You can only beat who's in front of you, who they put in front of you. But when the one good team so far was put in front of them, the Bills, the Dolphins got smacked around. They got punched. They never got up off the mat. This is a major game for Tua and the Dolphins, especially coming off the last couple days where you got stuff like on first take and Stephen A. Smith trying to downplay to his performance this year. 
This is a major, major night for the Dolphins and for Tua. Make no, mis- make no mistake about it. This is a big one. I'm not going to spoil if it's in big game or not a big game, but I I don't know. I, I feel like you could tell that this could be a game that's in. You could tell how I may feel about this one if it's in big game or not a big game. And also, if you want to be the number one seed, you, like winning games like this are how it's done. It's not just about winning the AFC East. If you want to be the number one seed in the AFC, winning a game in Philadelphia, Sunday night football, that's how it's done. So that's what's on the line here. Now look, with that said, you may be thinking, Zazla, I've waited long enough. I gotta know. Is it a big game? Or is it not a big game? Big game or not a big game, every Friday we let you know what's going on. We let you know what you got to pay attention to, and we start things off. Well, first, big game or not a big game, every Friday, always brought to us by Brunt Insurance. Brunt Insurance, the only insurance agency I get my homeowner's insurance from. I've been with them for about 10 years now, and that's because I know that my home is covered. Matter of fact, I had to talk to the man himself, Greg Brunt, yesterday. Sent him a quick note, got in touch him right away. Hey, am I good with this? Am I okay here? Am I... Writes me right back. Of course you're good. I take care of it for you. That's the kind of service you're getting when you call 954-589-2204, bruntinsurance.com. And wherever you're listening here in the state of Florida, Brunt Insurance has you covered. They have offices all throughout the state. So if you're calling all the way up in Pensacola, I'm huge in Pensacola. You calling from all the way down in the Keys, I'm huge in the Keys. Brunt Insurance has you covered. 954-589-2204. And you know what? I get my homeowner's insurance from Brunt Insurance, but if you're looking for affordable care that offers you the best coverage for your automobile, your motorcycle, your boat, you call 954-589-2204, you're making the right call. Their team at Brunt Insurance has the expertise and the experience to find the right coverage for you. That also includes comprehensive policies on trailers and motorhomes. Bruntinsurance.com, 954-589-2204. Let's get to big de- big game or not a big game. Big game or not a big game. Today, 5.07 p.m. FS1. If you tune in 5.08, you're late. American League Championship Game 5. Houston Astros at the Texas Rangers. Now, yesterday, Houston wins big 10-3. They even that series two games apiece is today the last game at the Rangers for their season. Game six we know is necessary no matter what happens today in Houston. Will it be the Astros taking a 3-2 lead and the whole and the road team winning every game so far this series or can the Rangers go back to Houston with a chance to close out the Astros? That's what's on the line this afternoon. Houston at Texas. ALCS Game 5. That's a big game. Big game or not a big game. Tonight, 8 p.m., Bally Sports Florida. Bally Sports Sun, excuse me. Your Miami Heat, your favorite little basketball team at the Houston Rockets. It's the final preseason game. That's not usually a game where the main guys play, especially considering most of them sat out on Wednesday night against, who was it they played? Brooklyn. That lost to the Brooklyn Nets. So tonight... Heat at Rockets, former Miami Heat, 
Victor Oladipo was just traded to the Rockets. You'll get to say hello to him. I mean, not you, but the guys who were at the game, they could say hello to him. Considering who's going to be playing tonight, which are guys, you know, guys fighting for a spot. Heat at Rockets, not a big game. Not a big game. Tonight, 8.07 p.m., TBS, Philadelphia Phillies at Arizona Diamondbacks, NLCS Game 4. Yesterday, the Diamondbacks, they get back in this series. They walked it off in the ninth inning. They tied the game, I think, in the seventh. They walked it off in the ninth. They win 2-1. Can they even this series at two games apiece? Philadelphia at Arizona tonight. NLCS game four. That's a big game. Big game or not a big game. Saturday, 6 p.m. Apple Plus. Inter-Miami at Charlotte FC. Final game of the season. This is a, a this is a makeup game for when they were in the League's Cup final and they had to move the game. Messi apparently is gonna play. This is the season finale. Inter Miami's been eliminated from postseason contention for a couple weeks. Inter Miami at Charlotte, their season. It was very exciting because of all the messy stuff. It kind of ends with a thud. Not a big game. Saturday, 7 p.m. Bally Sports, Florida. Vancouver Canucks at your Florida Panthers. Your favorite little hockey team is going to look for their third consecutive win. That's right. They're now 2-2 two two after last night's great win at home to start the season, to start their home opener against the Toronto Maple Leafs. Tomorrow night, a Canucks team that's also 2-2. Two two. Clearly, they're making a, a southern uh, uh, a road trip right now, the Canucks. So how tired are they? I don't know. I, I, I'm not with them right now. But the Panthers, can they put together an early season win streak, which they had such a hard time with last year? Canucks at Panthers, I'm going to be in attendance. I'm with my wife. I'm with my son. That's a big game. Note. Saturday, 7.30 p.m. ABC, number 16, Duke at number 4, Florida State. A battle for ACC supremacy. Both teams undefeated in the ACC. I mean, come on. You don't need me to tell you, FSU 4-0 in the ACC, Duke 2-0 in the ACC. This game's going to go a long way toward determining who's going to be in the ACC championship game. Duke at FSU, that's a big game. Saturday, 8 p.m., Clemson at your Miami Hurricanes. Clemson 2-2 in the ACC, Canes. 0-2. Oh we were thinking this was going to be a major matchup in terms of uh, who, who could go to the ACC championship game. Well, the Canes have blown it with losses to Georgia Tech. And, of course, last week getting their ass kicked. Tons of mistakes to UNC. If you think things are bad right now for the coach, Mario Cristobal, wait until they lose their third consecutive game. And against a team that's down this year in Clemson, Canes hosting Clemson, that's a big game. Things are going to get really, really hot for Mario Cristobal if the Canes don't win tomorrow night. And finally, big game or not a big game, Sunday, 820, 
NBC, Miami Dolphins at Philadelphia Eagles. A battle of five and one teams. A matchup for the best record in the NFL. Tua versus Hurts. Dolphins at Eagles. Can I wake up Monday morning celebrating the team with the best record in the NFL? Your 6-1 Miami Dolphins? I think so. Dolphins at Eagles. That's a big game. And that right there is another addition. A big game or not a big game. Brought to us, of course, by Brunt Insurance. 954-589-2204. Bruntinsurance.com. All guests on Zaslow Show 2.0 brought to us by the official beer of the program, Johnny Cuba. European roots with a Caribbean soul. It's just how we like it down here. A refreshing German lager in a can. You could pick up a six-pack of Johnny Cuba, your local Sedanos, Presidente, Winn-Dixie, Fresco e Moss. That's how you can enjoy the weekend's action, all the college football, the NFL. Make sure you always drink responsibly. And, of course, don't forget Johnny Cuba's mantra, stay tranquilo. Really pleased now to be joined by our friend. She is no longer here in South Florida because she's killing it up there in Chicago. I see all these clips doing all the football shows. Ruthie Polinski, formerly NBC6 down here and now NBC Chicago. Hello, Ruthie. How are you this morning? I'm great. So good to see your face. And um, yeah, missing it down there, but also just really grateful all the opportunities that have been presented to me up here. So, you know, it's just part of life. You know, you graduate, you move on and um, things have really worked out for me in Chicago so, so far. So tell everybody what you're doing. I mean, you're doing a ton of football. You're involved with the Bears and all that. Tell everybody what you're doing. Who misses you here? Yeah, so um, I'm doing stuff still for the local news at WMAQ, which is Channel 5 NBC here uh, in Chicago. So I still do sports for them um, every once in a while. I'll do some fill-in work. And then I'm the host of the Football After Show, which is um, the Bears 90-minute post-game show on NBC Sports Chicago. So as soon as the game ends, we go on the air, um, and it's streaming, and it's also on NBC Sports Chicago. And I'm joined by... Dave Wanstead, who yeah. people in Miami are very familiar with. He's a, also a former Bears head coach, so he likes to do some stuff. He's local, so he does a lot of stuff with us at NBC. Um, and then also Lance Briggs and Alex Brown, who are two, um, you know, all-time Bears defensive players. So um, we have a blast on that show, even though the Bears have been, I guess you could call it disappointing this They're year. Um, but we have so much fun, and it's 90 minutes, and um, – it's really consumed by Bears fans, kind of more so than I really anticipated. Um, it's been around forever. And so they asked me to be the host of it once I got here. And uh, it's really worked out well. And I'm just incredibly grateful for the opportunity. We also have a 30-minute show on NBC Sports Chicago every night, Monday through Friday, called Football night in Chicago um, that we kind of rotate hosts. I'm one of the hosts on that show as well. It's 30 minutes, all football show, um, which is really, really fun to be a part of as well. And then I'm also going to get to do some stuff for the bulls this year, which is really exciting on, we are, uh, the bulls are broadcast on NBC sports Chicago. So you might see me popping up on those broadcasts. Um, that's all kind of in the works as of now. So I'm really, really excited about everything that, you know, the city and NBC Chicago has presented to me. So local sports down here in South Florida on the news, on local news, has been dying for a long time now. It does not say, like, it sounds like local news and local sports in Chicago 
that there is still a very big chunk dedicated to it. Yeah, I'm really kind of learning um, about the market. I think obviously a lot of people around the country know about WGN, which is, you know, this historic, you know, partner. They were with the Cubs forever. Um, and it's kind That's of how own- as a kid before we had the Marlins here, the Marlins first began in 1993. So I was 12 years old before we had the Marlins. I loved the Cubs because we had WGN and cool. I got all the Cubs games here. So that was yeah. like. That was the team that I followed. Yeah. So WGN is still a powerhouse here. Um, They do a nightly sports show on their local channel, which is awesome. And then um, Fox is partners with the Bears. So they do a lot of Bears content um, and a lot of sports. But I'll tell you, this city... Um, and, and, and the, and the local news stations really appreciate how important sports are to this city. Um, I mean, this city eats, sleeps and breathes sports year round. Um, doesn't matter if they're good, if they're bad, the White Sox were horrendous. They were the top story, you know, all, all baseball season, even when the Cubs were playing well. Um, it's just really, it's, it's just been a really unbelievable transition. Um, obviously before I was in Miami, I was also in Rhode Island where I worked in new England. I covered the Patriots. So I've really experienced three completely unique sports cities now that are just so different and all unique in their own special ways. Chicago is very intense. Um, and it's, it's like nothing I've ever experienced before. Um, and, and the local stations really appreciate that. And they, and they know that, and they know it's important to their to their viewers and their constituents. So it's it's been really an honor to be a part of. How big of a deal right now is Connor Bedard? <sighs> Connor Bedard. I mean, listen, the Blackhawks, there are very low expectations for them this year, but the Blackhawks are so they're the lead story right now in the middle of the NFL season when, when Connor Bedard does anything opens his mouth, you know, it's, it's a big deal. Um, and that may die off, you know, as the season kind of rolls on, but right now at the start of hockey season and again, NBC sports, Chicago, we air the Blackhawks game. So we're really invested. We sent uh, one of our reporters um, for channel five for the local station to their season opener in Pittsburgh. He interviewed Connor Bedard's dad, you know, there's, it's just, he is, absolutely electrified this city and a city that really, you know, needed some Blackhawks love after the last couple of years, there were, it's been disappointing. And so this rebuild just got a nice little kickstart when they won the draft lottery and Connor Bedard, a man, I mean, it's not every year you get a kid like that going number one overall, and he's been everything uh, we've expected him to be. And he's just a great kid and he's fun to get to know. He's literally 18 years old. It's, it's just been a blast. It's been a blast. My, my older son, you know, the first few days of the season, what Connor Bedard do tonight? Connor Bedard score yet? You know, wow. oh, on on ESPN's opening night last Wednesday, you know, he knew there was a triple header. Are the Blackhawks one of those games? Like cool. he he wanted to see. Yeah. So even younger fans on the other side of the country are are aware what a big deal Connor Bedard that's awesome. is. That's, yeah, it's that's really cool. cool. Uh, so yeah, hey, that's great. So you you're, you're killing it up there. Clearly, you're very happy. Obviously, you, you're getting married soon. When are we fitting that in? When's this I'm wedding? Getting married? I know it's totally on the back burner in uh, football season. With my fiance also works in football, so um, we are getting married in March in St. Louis, which is where I'm from. I grew up there, as many people know. So um, that's gonna get planned at some point. No, uh, we have we have all the big things kind of taken care of, and I think the details will start to start to kind of. The planning will heat up, I think, right around the time football season's ending. But 
for now, yeah, getting married. Don't know what it's going to look like or feel like or <laughs> like, but it's going to be great in March. So we're DJ excited. or band? Band. I'm, yeah, I, you listen, go band. I'm, I'm a musical family. We came from, I, I mean, I played musical instruments growing up. My sister's a concert violinist, just graduated from Juilliard. Like we, I did musical theater growing up. Like we are a musical family. The band was number one priority yep, you have to go band. anything else um and so that we're really excited about not not that djs you know are aren't great but there's no. there's there's a certain element of class to the wedding when you have a band well i think so too and i just think you know when you find the right band too it can make or break a wedding and we're gonna do a dj like after party so we can like get that going too. love a dj but um but for the main event the wedding yeah. it, it felt appropriate to have a band for us and you gotta make sure if i can give you a little bit of advice not that you need it but if i can give you a little bit of advice you Please. gotta you gotta pay attention to the cocktail hour the cocktail hour is a big thing you gotta have you? good hors d'oeuvres you gotta make sure you have enough hors d'oeuvres because people talk and then there's all kinds of chatter about how oh, the yeah. about food and all that. You got to have a good cocktail hour. It, you sound like my wedding planner. Um, sh yeah, we are very excited about the cocktail hour. And, and that's the thing too, right? Because people, you get out of the ceremony and people want to drink, which yep. means they want to eat. So yep. you got to make sure that everyone's taken care of in the cocktail hour. Very excited about some of the surprises for the cocktail hour. Um, but don't worry. And especially, you know, coming from a Jewish family, like we got to have the, the food is very, yep. very important cocktail hour. So um, that'll be fun. Good. Excellent. Good to hear all that stuff. So, all right, let's talk. Are, are you are you still able to pay a little bit of attention to our teams here? All right. Uh, you know, the Panthers came off of an amazing postseason run. It really was. The Panthers and the Heat going on at the same time. Unfortunately, you were gone by them, so you didn't get to experience it. But neither of them won, and it was the greatest postseason experience as a fan that probably I've ever had. It was, it was, it was so so amazing. And last night, the Panthers had their home opener, and it was an incredible atmosphere. Yeah. It was a real hockey atmosphere. So, give me a little bit on on how much of attention you're able to pay to the local teams here still? Well, first of all, I did get to experience the Heat and Panthers in a very fun way by being a fan and not having to work. <laughs> so that was fun. And um, like I said, I was in, I was not too emotional, you know, leaving Miami be just because I had a lot of things here kind of waiting for me. And I was really excited about the opportunities and also being with my fiance again. Um, but I was so excited to be able to sit on my couch and watch these games yeah. and like cheer and like, you know, root for them. And um, obviously as you know, people know, we get to know these athletes and these coaches and these execs and you root for them. And, and it's so fun to be able to kind of like enjoy that and not be like stressed about what am I going to say on TV? Um, so that, that was really fun for me. And I mean, how can you not pay attention to these teams? Right? Like it, it's interesting the heat um, and now starting to cover the bulls a little bit, like they're both in this kind of like run it back, you know, situation which i think is really interesting um and i got to meet billy donovan actually last night He's who great. we talked a lot we talked a lot about ud and uh, also he played at providence college which i got to cover before i was in miami so um there's a lot of like similarities it feels like like a lot of history a lot of like you know just kind of culture things that are similar um between the bulls and the and the heat so it's very reminiscent for me and nostalgic and i and i really love that. Obviously everyone has so much respect for Spo and Pat Riley, like around the country. So it's always coming up, you know, when I say that people, you know, that I came from Miami. Um, so that's really fun. And, um, 
also, I mean, how can you not pay attention to Jimmy Butler's hair? Like that caught the media waves, you know, <laughs> that was always, uh, you know, something that media day is always, you know, kind of fun to see what surprise they have in store. So yeah, paying attention. And then the dolphins, I mean, are they the best team in the NFL right now? Like they might be well, like this, this Sunday night is, is going to yeah. go a, a long way. Like, like obviously you keep up with Zaslow show 2.0 NFL power rankings. And right now the dolphins <laughs> are number two. Cause I yeah. refuse to put them number one, unless they get a win like this, this weekend, you know, the fact right. of the matter is the dolphins have five wins and they're kicking the shit out of teams. But those five wins that they have this year, uh, none of those teams have more than two wins. Most of them have one win. One mm-hmm. of them has not won yet this year. And the one team that they lost to, they lost by four touchdowns. So right. th- this is a major game for the Dolphins this Sunday night, Ruthie. Yeah, I agree. And I, and I think you want to see this defense prove that they're legit, right? Like that's kind of, I think, where um, I stand on this team. The offense can outscore anyone, but can you stop people when you really need to? Um, And I think obviously everyone's excited about Jalen Ramsey coming back, but is X healthy? And, you know, there are all these things kind of playing out with this Dolphins defense that I think still leaves a little bit to before you're like, yeah, this is a really perfect team. Um, So I'm excited to see what happens Sunday night. Like I'll get to watch it. I love a noon kickoff, you know, bears noon kickoff. I'm done by six, you know, my show's off the air at four 30. Like, you know, we have, uh, so I love being able to kind of like watch and especially when the dolphins are going to get a lot of primetime airtime. Um, I'm always going to root for them. Like they were so good to me and really helped my career. And that was you know, I'm 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 so happy for Tua and and is his, Tua the his MVP story. of the league right now? Is Tua the MVP of the league right now? Um, yes, I mean he's a, definitely one of the candidates. How could he not be? Right? Like, I mean, he's executing that offense at a very very high level, doing making historic you know numbers and stats and um. You know, everyone, I, I loved the whole thing that went viral this week about, you know, people calling to a system QB and McDaniel, you know, wanted to push the podium over or whatever. Like, sure. Like, I think there's some truth to that. But I think like, again, like to McDaniel's point, like you have to have someone that can run it. Right. Like, and obviously Tyreek and Jalen Waddle and Raheem Mostert and, you know, A-Chan, like they're obviously going to help him, um, but he still has to run it. So um, I think Tua makes a great case for MVP at this point. But Zaz, you know, I mean, Dolphins last year, won five, lost five, won three, lost three. Like, I just want to see, it's still early to me. Like, I just want to see this play out as like, yeah, they are the best team and teams aren't going to quote unquote, like figure them out, right? Like, how are you going to figure them out when you have these, just everyone's outrunning everyone and it's a track meet every week. Um but yeah, like go to a, like go Mike McDaniel. This is fun to watch. It's an exciting brand of football. And you know that like that city is probably on fire right now watching them. The, the, the system QB stuff is aggravating to me because it's not as if he was a fifth or a sixth round pick and he's thriving. Right. You know, he was number five overall. He's expected when you draft him number five overall to be a franchise quarterback. And matter of fact, until he got hurt his final year in school, he was the consensus number one overall pick. Right. So the idea that a kid who for really the last two years in school was the consensus number one overall pick, and we got to have a conversation about whether or not he's a system quarterback, it's so stupid. 
That's fair. It's a good point. Yeah. I think, I think it's, I think obviously everyone's sitting there seeing him because you saw him struggle immensely early in his career. So you kind of, you forget that he was, that he was, uh, you know, the fifth overall pick sometimes maybe. And, and so I, I guess that's kind of maybe where that dialogue comes from. Again, I'm not a believer in it. I just, um, I thought, I thought that was funny this week. McDaniel wanted to push the podium over. <laughs> so what happened with Chase Claypool and Chicago? They traded for him uh, a couple years ago. They sent a second round pick to Pittsburgh. Which Two is years- actually a first round pick in, in a lot of ways. It was thir- number 32. Yeah. Oh, well, that's a first round pick then. Okay. And two years later, they move on from him after he does nothing for the Bears. And they move on for him uh, in a swap of sixth and seventh round picks. That's a major L the Bears took on that trade. What happened with Chase Claypool? So Chase Claypool came to Chicago to be, when they traded for him, they traded such a high pick. They wanted him to save the team. They wanted him to be major focal point of this offense. Um, And he wasn't. And I think that hurt his ego. And I think he wasn't necessarily a great um, situation uh, in the, in the meeting room, in the, on the, on the practice field. I think you wanted to see him really shine. And then obviously it all kind of spiraled with some of his comments and, and the way he behaved. And there were a lot of things that happened behind the scenes that, um, you know, have been reported that I think, um, made sense for the it really made sense for the bears to move on from him and i i obviously give uh ryan poles a lot of credit the gm here in chicago for admitting that it didn't work out because that's a really hard thing for a young gm to do um but to send him to miami i think is it's a fresh start he you know you traded a what was it a six round pick for him so yeah they, they traded a sixth for him and a seventh a six and a seven. So, so you're, he's not going there to be a star or a focal point of that offense. Maybe the expectations are a little bit different for him there. And he can kind of take his time and ease his way into what they want him to be there. Um, but you know, everyone, everyone talks about how big he is and he's, a, he's a specimen of there's a, talk of here, how they may use him at tight end. That's interesting because he really, really struggled to block uh, in a couple of instances here in week one especially for the Bears and really hurt this offense. And I think uh, when they did bench him, you know, the Bears play their best to offensive performances um, when he wasn't on the field. And listen, I, I who knows if that's because of him, but I do think that there was something, there's something to be said for the fact that a lot of people criticized his effort on the field, um, his knowledge of the playbook and just kind of the way that he practiced and performed. Um, there was kind of the diva narrative and, and just kind of wanting to, um, and, and, you know, when someone, when the media asks you, do you think you're being, used in the best way to be used and you sit there and you think about it you look around and you say no that's just not a good that's not a a great message to send you're not you're not really taking accountability for your own problems it was really interesting I was in the locker room that day and we walk over to Darnell Mooney's locker who also hasn't really sparked or or popped off the stat sheet the way that a lot of people expected him to so far this year. And he takes full accountability for all of his errors and his mistakes. And it's not pointing fingers or blaming the coaching staff or blaming Justin Fields. Like it, it was just an interesting comparison to put the, the two side by side. So listen, 
Claypool, Chase Claypool, like wish you the best of luck. And I think the, the it's going to be fun for him to win there. Like it was, it's tough here, you know, like things aren't going well. So go on a team where you're going to win. Maybe they'll use you a little bit to your strengths. Um, and we'll see how that goes. Are the Dolphins going to win Sunday night? I think so. I think so. Yeah, I do. Um, I think it's a shootout. <laughs> it's gotta be right. Like the, like, I think that, I don't know. I think the Eagles defense is really good. Um, I, I, and I think the Eagle, but I do think the Eagles have been in some nail biters, like some close ones, mm-hmm. obviously losing, coming off a loss to the jets. Like they're yep. not going to be like ready to, they're not going to like take the dolphins lightly. And they got some injury concerns on both sides of the ball. Yeah, definitely. And, and, and so it'll be interesting to see how that, like what their game plan is and how they defend these guys that can, you know, like I said, it's a track meet. So um, I think it's probably going to be high scoring, um, but I think the Dolphins win. All right. Ruthie likes the Dolphins in the over. There you go. You heard it right there. Uh, Excellent. (laughs) What is it? What is the over? You know what? I don't, I don't know. I, I, yeah, I don't, I don't have it in front of me right this second. Yeah. I don't, I don't know. Yeah. I'm sure it's, I'm sure it's a lot. Okay. Uh, really good job out of you, Ruthie. I do want to ask you, uh, you're Jewish. I'm Jewish. Uh, you, you have family in Israel, right? It's a, it's a disaster over there right now. The, the president addressed the nation last night. Uh, is, is everything okay on your end? You got some thoughts, some feelings, what's going on on your end there? Yeah. Thank you for asking. Um, I have a lot of family in Israel, um, some cousins who I actually grew up with and I'm very close to, um, they might, it, it's kind of complicated, but my mom's cousin married an Israeli woman. They raised the family in St. Louis. Um, but the kids were, you know, grew up in Israel, came up to St. Louis. Um, and we really grew up together, very close, all similar in age. And then after high school, they all went to back to Israel, served in the army and have been there ever since. And, um, it's been a rough, everyone's safe, uh, mm-hmm. for now. It's been a rough couple of weeks for everyone. Um, my cousin's husband was called into the reserves. Um, my cousin's boyfriend also called into the army. Um, and for people down here who don't understand when, when that happens, it's like a major honor. Your family probably like they get the call and they run to go be part of it. Right. Yeah. You know, I think there's this level of pride in serving your country there. Something like I've, I don't think people really understand until you see it in person and hear them talk about it. Um, People don't understand how small this piece of land is Mm -hmm. and how after the Holocaust, you know, it was so important to have it there for us. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think this, I took an unbelievable class my senior year of college at Michigan um, about the Israeli-Palestinian conflict, where I learned about hundreds of years of history between these two sides. And not coincidentally, I then went to Israel on birthright following that course um, and kind of saw it with my own eyes. And I think it's really important to say I have a tremendous amount of sympathy and empathy for what the Palestinian people have been through as well. And I think when I sit here and I say Jews need Israel, I'm all, I'm not saying that that I'm anti-Palestinian. I, I'm I'm it's so complicated and it's so layered and um, I'm devastated for all of the lives that have been lost um, over the course of the last few weeks. Um, What happened 
to Israel was a planned attack against a certain group of people. Um, and what's happening now is Israel is defending itself. Um, and so I think there is a stark contrast there. What's really been challenging for me, Zaz, and I'm not sure if you can relate to this, you probably can, but just kind of the divisiveness in our country and the way that people are protesting and and speaking out and the propaganda and the misinformation mm-hmm. and the difference in narrative. Um, and I think what's also been really scary and, and hard for me has been um, it feels like this is giving anti-Semitism a new voice. Um, and I, and I feel like this is empowering people who maybe have always disliked Jews a reason to come out and voice their dislike for Jews. And so I think that's really scary to me. You know, there are 16 million of us left in the world. Um, we make up less than 2% of, of the world. And, um, I've never really been more proud to be Jewish. Um, and I'm never really been more proud to be marrying a Jew and carry on these Jewish traditions and pass it on and make more Jews. Um, I'm so proud of what our religion and what our, our people teach each other and how we talk about tikkun olam and healing the world and making the world a better place. And, um, and I, I, I plan to carry that all those traditions onto my children with um, a lot of a pride and and um, honor in a way that I maybe didn't feel prior to this, you know, war breaking out. So um, I I pray for peace. I, I pray for the hostages to come home to their families. I I pray for the war to stop in Palestine and I want people to live harmoniously. And I pray that Hamas goes away because they don't they don't want Jewish people to exist mm-hmm. um, and they don't want a lot of people that are different from them to exist. Um, and I think that's also something that's being lost in this narrative. So um, thank you for asking. <laughs> everyone's safe. I think everyone's really going through um, a lot of various emotions and um, social media makes this really challenging. I mm-hmm. think also um, you want it to be a, a, a way to educate people and, and, and pass along, you know, facts and and real information when now it's so scary how fast disinformation and misinformation can be spread. I, I so, told I told a couple of people who reached out to me last week. They're like, Zaslo, you know, we need your voice. It's one of the you know Jews who have a voice down here and we need you to say something. And, and I, I've talked about it a little bit on the first few shows I did last week when this started uh, two weeks ago tomorrow, I think it was. And and I said, listen, I'm not posting anything on social media about it because it's a fucking cesspool when you say something about this and all the responses I'm going to get are going to make me mental. Like I, I, I can't do it. Like I'll, I'll say these things on my show. I'll have this conversation with you right now, but on, on Twitter, no, it's not happening. I can't do it. Yeah. Um, I'm with you. I think like I've been sharing a lot on my Instagram, just of, of other people's stories because my family in Israel, I, you know, I say, I'm, I feel helpless. How can I help you? What can we do? Um, and they say, share our stories, like, you know, make, make everyone know what we're going through and what, what's happening over here. And, and, and there's a very, very stark contrast between being Jewish and supporting the Israeli government and their treatment of people in Gaza and their treatment of, of people in Palestine. Like that's, di- those are two different things. Like, to be American I mean, and not support everything that, you know, this correct. current administration is about. And I think your Jewish friends, like if you're listening to this and you're not Jewish, like your Jewish friends are really scared and they're really hurting. And um, 
and support from non-Jews goes really a long way, I think at this point. Um, And so just check on them, ask how they're doing. That means a lot. And um, that's kind of my message, I think right now. And I pray for all of this to stop, but I don't know how it ever will. Yeah. Uh, Good job, Ruthie. Uh, thank you for uh, for all of that right there. I appreciate it. Uh, you, you look and sound like you're doing great. We'll we'll have you on again soon. I hope everybody enjoyed hearing from you today. You want to you want to say something to all your fans down here? Go ahead. I love you. I miss you. You helped get me here, um, and I'm uh, really really grateful for the memories and all the Miami. And I'm coming to Miami for my bachelorette. So okay. What are we doing? A, a, a little, a little bear. What? Where are we going? What are we doing? It's actually. I'm so excited. So we're actually renting a house like in North Miami instead of doing like the South. Like I kind of did the whole South Beat. You know, like we're good. So I'm renting a house with a pool. We're like on an inlet, um, and we're gonna like do a boat day. We're gonna do a pool day. We'll go to like the clubs. Okay. EBD, which ones? But okay, all right. <laughs> but um, yeah. So it'll be fun. It's 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 gonna be um. Obviously that place, that's where I met my fiance. It's where, you know, we, I have a lot of fond memories there and um, can't wait to come back when it's in, I'm coming in December when it's going to be real cold up here. Um, But I do love fall. I forgot how much I love fall. And like, it's like chilly. I'm wearing like a sweater and like a vest today. You know, it's kind of fun. Um, But in December, I'll be ready to come to Miami. So um, we'll be there with bells on. (laughs) Awesome. Great job, Ruthie. Thank you. Really good catching up with you. Good to see you, Zaz. Thanks for having me. Excellent job by Ruthie Polinsky. And look, you know, we I talked about the Israel stuff. I don't think I've talked about it yet this week. And she did a really good job there. So I wanted to make sure, uh, it, you know, I was able to give her a little bit of time to talk about it because I know she has family there in Israel, and she did an excellent job. So really good job out of her. Love having her on the show, and, and she's killing it there. Guys, before we continue, I, it's it's the fall weather's nice outside and you may be saying you know what it's time for me to treat myself treat myself to a brand new car that's right i'm feeling good heading into the weekend well the only car dealership i'm sending you to is the official car dealership of zaslow show 2.0 north fort lauderdale subaru north fort lauderdale subaru carries the widest inventory of newest subaru models on the market whatever you're looking for It could be something spacious for the family, a Subaru SUV, maybe just something fun for yourself to take to and from work, a nice Subaru sedan. Well, North Fort Lauderdale Subaru is sure to have the perfect model for you. And at North Fort Lauderdale Subaru, you could be payment-free through the rest of 2023. That's right. Make no payments for 90 days when you purchase any North Fort Lauderdale Subaru Subaru vehicle. And you could shop from home right now, wherever you're at. NFLSubaru.com, North Fort Lauderdale Subaru, conveniently located on North Andrews Avenue, just north of Cypress Creek Road. The building you know and the place to go. NFLSubaru.com, North Fort Lauderdale Subaru. Let's get to big deal or not a big deal. Big deal or not a big deal. That's how we'll close the show. That's how we'll close the week. Big deal or not a big deal. So the PBWA... That's the Professional Basketball Writers Association. They are very upset with the WNBA and very upset with the New York Liberty because after the WNBA Finals ended a couple nights ago with the Las Vegas Aces in a very high-profile series, 
they knocked off the New York Liberty. They won back-to-back titles. And the WNBA is, is in a place right now where it has never been before. There is momentum. They're getting record viewership. I don't know if it's viable just yet, but they're in a good place. Well, the New York Liberty, a bunch of players, including Sabrina Ionescu, who's as big a name as there is in the WNBA, did not make themselves available to the media. They would not talk to the media after the game. And so the PBWA writes, the PBWA is extremely disappointed by the refusal of several New York Liberty players to speak with the media following game four of the WNBA finals. It is It not only undermined both the letter and spirit of league rules as agreed to by the WNBA, but adversely impacted efforts to capture a critical moment in league history. Moreover, we're concerned, excuse me, that this incident is part of a broader, growing disconnect between the WNBA, its players, and the professional journalists who dedicate themselves to telling the stories of this league. We at the PBWA hope this moment can serve as the starting point for a renewed dialogue between our members, league officials, and the WNBPA. All right, this is a big deal because, I mean, this is such a stupid move by these WNBA players. This league... The WNBA, they should be begging, begging for media coverage. And in one of the biggest moments in league history, you got high-profile players who are nowhere to be found when you have the biggest media presence of the year right there covering the event. The WNBA, at every moment of their existence, should be begging for media coverage and for these ladies to skip out on it you can't talk to the media for five minutes come on you talk about wanting to be treated fair you want this you want that ton of complaining WNBA player loves to complain just like the NBA player and to not face the media in one of the biggest moments in league history terrible job by these ladies that's a big deal big deal or not a big deal all right Here is yesterday, FS1 speak, Joy Taylor, star of the show, maybe the star of the network. Big matchup Sunday night, Tua, Jalen Hurts. Which one of them would Joy take? Uh, Why are y'all doing this to me? I know, I I feel bad. Why are you doing this to me? I do feel bad. You know how I feel about Jalen Hurts. Yeah. You only feel one way about one person. That's you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm I'm I, got, I, got lo- I got lots of love that, to go around. I got lots of love. I share the love. <laughs> I, I'm going to go with Tua in this game, and it's a lot because a lot of what James just said. They have the number one scoring offense. They have the number one total offense. He's a front runner for the MVP. Number one passing offense. Mm. Number one rushing offense. Mm. The number one in red zone touchdown percentage. <laughs> Tied for the fewest sacks allowed. They have been playing incredible ball on the offensive side of the ball. We'll talk about the defense later. We're talking about Tua and Jalen right now. You know how I feel about Jalen, and I continue to defend Jalen because of everything that he has accomplished so far. But in this game, offensively, and based off the way that Tua is playing right now, Mm -hmm. I have to go with Tua. I'm going big deal. She's right. You love having the support there from Joy. Major matchup between these two quarterbacks, like I told you. Let's go big deal. Big deal or not a big deal. Speaking of quarterbacks, this morning on Unsportsmanlike ESPN Radio, 6, 10 a.m. every morning, Evan Cohen, our pal, Chris Canty, Michelle Swalman. They're my colleagues. We're both on ESPN. We're co-workers. They're my colleagues. Here's Evan Cohen and who he would take over Joe Burrow for the future might surprise you. I love Joe Burrow. 
I think he's awesome. I'm saying that to me, Trevor Lawrence may be a tiny inch ahead of him. So I'm. Those are the two. It, those what, are the two. For me. What what category that is, is he ahead of? Scorching hot take. What for the cat- next five years, no, I'm saying. Scorching hot take. I, 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 what, what category is he ahead of Joe Burrow in your? Please opinion? tell me because I want to know. Well, this his one. throwing ability and running ability, both of them. I think he's better at both of them than Joe Burrow, and I think Joe Burrow is an A plus, and I think Trevor Lawrence is an A plus. I think they're both awesome. This is not a knock on Joe Burrow. No, I'm just curious. Yeah. I would just want to know what why you believe more in Trevor Lawrence than you do in Joe Burrow, who has more of a. Yeah, you're right about everything you're saying. You're absolutely right. I think he's a better thrower of the football, and I think that he's a better runner of the football. And listen, they both play through injuries, and I give them all the credit in the world. They're both tough as could be. I think those are the two guys, though. And I'm glad you brought up Burrow because I think they're both better than Josh Allen. I do. I think they're both better than Josh Allen. I think they're better for the next five years than Josh Allen. I'm going not a big deal. Look, his co-hosts were, you know, they were challenging him, Chris Canty, Michelle Smallman. Evans allowed to take Trevor Lawrence over Joe Burrow. I mean, I wouldn't necessarily do it, but he's allowed to do that. That's not a big deal. Big deal or not a big deal. So we talked about this a couple days ago where Stephen A. Smith on first take made sure to say to everyone, I don't know if you've been watching the Dolphins this year, and then proceeds to tell you that he hasn't been watching the Dolphins this year because he's talking about Tua. All of his passes are to two yards to Tyreek Hill and that he is just a, a, a you know, the reason for Tua's success is the coach, is the system, is Tyreek Hill. Uh, so, so ironic that Stephen A is admonishing you for, I don't know if you're watching the Dolphins, while highlights are playing in the background, proving that he, in fact, is not watching the Dolphins. Here's Tyreek Hill responding. I feel like Steven, I, and I'm not going to call him a clown, I'm not going to call him any kind of name, but all I'm going to say is, like, Stephen A. Smith, man, like, he just watched, like, I feel like he just taking words from, it, it, to me, I don't really know what to say, but if you really just watch the games and just watch how we play, like, none of our rocks are really, like, two yards, you feel me? Like, mm-hmm. as a quarterback, it's, it's, the quarterback is, like, the hardest position in, in the league. You feel me? And for a guy to be even considered to be MVP, like that's next level. And for Stephen A. Smith to go out his way and just say that Tua isn't worthy of being like an MVP is like it's like crazy. It's crazy to me, man. Because if you look at all of the list of the quarterbacks besides Lamar Jackson, all of the you know past MVPs, like they had guys, they had receivers, like throw the ball to, like. And we know the names. I'm not gonna sit up here and name them, but. Like, just because a guy has talent around him now and he's succeeding, like, it doesn't mean that he's not worthy of being a, um, a candidate, candidate of MVP. It's just, I don't know. I, I don't I don't know if to take it, man, because all of my receptions last week was over 30 yards. You feel me? Either 25 yards or 30 yards. I'm going big deal. I love it. I love Tyreek Hill standing up for his quarterback. Tyreek Hill so far in his time here in Miami has been right about everything he has said about Tua. And, yeah, I mean... You know, Tyreek can say, I'm not going to call him a clown. By saying he's not going to call him a clown, he's calling him a clown. And so, if you're a Dolphin fan, you, you'll like Tyreek sticking up for his guy because it was, yeah, it was just fat. Like, you're, you're allowed to, you're, you have the right to your own opinion. You don't have the right to your own facts. So, that that part it was frustrating about Stephen A. Smith's take on this a couple of days ago. And finally, big deal or not a big deal, yesterday after the game, the first star of the night went to Panthers goalie Sergei Bobrovsky. He was fantastic in the 3-1 win. And how about the Panther crowd? I told you, give it up for that crowd last night. That was a real hockey crowd. You give it up for the Panther fan last night, chanting Bobrovsky's name while he's being interviewed on the ice by Katie Engelson. 
Well, Sergey, 19,288 fans here in attendance in Sunrise to watch your team defeat the Toronto Maple Leafs in your home opener. And what was a thrilling game? How did your team close this one out? Yeah, it was a, it was a great game. It was a great, great win. First win for our fans. I thought guys did a great job, you know, blocking shots, especially the last minutes. It was a great team effort and big two points for us. A very big two points. Going back to those final minutes, Toronto gets a power play opportunity. What was going through your head in that moment? Yeah, it's just we stay composed, you know, stay focused and do our job. They obviously had a great offensive skill and we, we, we were focused and uh, it's great, great to have two points. What kind of confidence does a win like this give you and your teammates moving forward? Yeah, it's a big, you know, it's a, it's a definitely big, long season and we build the chemistry, we build the trust in our locker room and it's, it's, it's just beginning. So thanks for our fans for support. It was an amazing night for us. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, you mentioned the fans. What can you say about the role that they played in this victory? Say again? You mentioned the fans. What can you say about the role that they played in terms of the energy yeah. when it comes to this win? Yeah, they always, they always be, been big for us, you know, in whole playoffs and, uh, and Every time I play here, it's, it's so much fun to play. They give us energy, they give us motivation, and give us so much support. So thank you very much. And lastly, you moved to second in wins in franchise history as a goaltender. What is the significance of a milestone like that for you personally? Yeah, it's, 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 it's definitely a big achievement, but uh, I'm, I've been fortunate to play with great teammates, with great defense, and been coached great coaches, you know. So it's, it's a big achievement, but my focus in right, right now on, on this season. Sergey, thanks so much. Thank you so much. Yeah, it's a big deal. I love the crowd giving it up for Bobrovsky there. I love them giving him the love and just everybody sticking around there for the three stars of the game. And uh, that's a big deal. So pumped for that win last night. It's just, it's just the fourth game of the year. And that right there is another edition of Big Deal or Not a Big Deal. Yes. Today's show brought to us by Bet Online. Thanks to everybody who listened today. Thanks to everybody who listened every day this week. If you miss any of the show, you can always go back in the archives of Zaslow Show 2.0. Got another edition of It's Still Real to Me. It's my wrestling podcast. It'll be out tomorrow, so we'll get you caught up on all the week's action in the world of pro wrestling. Thanks to everybody who helped put together a great show today. You guys know I can't do it with all your help and your hard work behind the scenes. We'll talk to you on Zaslow Show 2.0 on Monday. You know what that means. Ah, the show is over. What better time now than to... Go out back with a six-pack of Johnny Cuba. That's right. That's what I look forward to after every show. And now my day's work is done. I got a six-pack of Johnny Cuba. We're talking European roots with a Caribbean soul. I'm going to sit outside by the pool here at the Zaslow Mansion and just enjoy the rest of my day. Having a Johnny Cuba makes me feel like I'm right back in the Caribbean. We're talking a refreshing German lager in a can. You can get it anywhere. Sedano's, Presidente, Winn-Dixie. And right now, you got special holiday prices on six packs of Johnny Cuba. Make sure you pick up your Johnny Cuba merch as well. We got the hot sauce coming up. Johnny Cuba, stay tranquilo because more is always brewing.